Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the latest episode of Top Flight Time Machine. It's Friday morning or Thursday night, if you're listening on Thursday night or whatever. Uh, we're going to uh, do some predictions of the, f- the weekend's football. Uh, we might do some ghosts. We haven't done any ghosts for a while, Sam. We could have a look at the ghost book. We haven't really got an agenda. The book's upstairs. <laughs> have you got your book? I've got one here. I can take control of that element if you want me to. Okay, all right. And you can, you can bounce off it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We haven't really planned anything for this one. Anything you want to talk well, about on. that you've, I, I, oh, you've been whoa, doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. You are indicating here that on other occasions we plan things. Do we not? Well, do we not want to give the impression that we do plan On a Friday things? show, we always, or you always have the fixtures that, that has been generated by the blob. You've been to the blob. Yeah. In yeah. its What do you keep it in? Chicken wire. In a chicken, in chicken wire enclosure. It's in like a, a cube on the floor in the corner. Yeah. This room. So, yeah. yeah. So you literally extend the your pre-production planning on a show is you walk over to an imprisoned blob. Yeah. Uh, uh, it to implore it to um, generate the fixture list Sp- for the predictions league. Yeah. yeah. And then that's literally it. I can't think of anything well, else that we ever that we have ever planned for this episode. Uh, I didn't want to go straight into the predictions. I'll tell you what we will start with. We'll talk about our live tour, which is starting again this yeah. weekend, because fuck me, we need some people to come along to various places and see us. We are going to be in Newcastle at the stand on Sunday the 10th. Mm. On the 11th, we're going to be in Liverpool. Can't remember the venue. Um, <coughs> I know what it's, it's called. The, it's the Hot Water Comedy Club. Hot Water. Hot Water Comedy Club. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's uh, you got the thing in front of you on the screen, have you? I have, actually. So, yeah. Liverpool, 11th November, Hot Water Comedy Club. Manchester. We need, we need more Liverpoolians to come out and see us. Ticket sales have been pathetic. Ah, come on, it's a Monday night. What else are you going to do in Liverpool? Then again, if you think about it, in Liverpool, on any night of the year, there's more things to do than there is on any other city in the whole world. So I'm not surprised people aren't coming because there's so many things to do. It's a cultural hotbed. Maybe that's uh, an indication of why we've sold so few tickets in Liverpool. Well, okay. Listen, if the fact that we do impressions of Scousers, just like I might add, we do them of Cockneys, of Geordies, and of pretty much every other fucking... Yeah, Manx. Scotsman. Mackhams. Mm-hmm. Right, the lot. Everyone fucking gets it. Right, if the so what we so, so we we sell tons of tickets in London. We sell tons of tickets in Newcastle. We sell tons of tickets 
in Manchester, right, and Sunderland and Glasgow. So, if so, what we have to conclude, therefore, is that the only like region that can't laugh at itself a little bit is the old <laughs> Scousers, the Scouse Nation. It's no joke, Massa. How can you sit there and laugh at this sissy after everything has been through? <laughs> yeah, so Come on, Scousers. M- Don't night. be dickheads. Uh, Remember, I've only got... Tickets. I think we've sold more tickets for Thirsk than we have for Liverpool. I've got contacts all over the country, right? Okay, yeah. In Liverpool, despite the fact that I have some family heritage there... I have fewer contacts than in some other big cities. Because I was looking at yourself thinking, how can I rustle some stuff up? Put some bums on seats. Yeah. Um, one of the people I know there, one of my big contacts is... Um, Ian Rush. And I don't know how much we've talked about this, is the the um, contract killer. <gasps> who I yeah. spoke about on our brief news thing podcast where we revived Sam Delaney's news thing in podcast form but a lot of it's on the same feed so a a lot of we only did a few episodes but a a lot of commenters ask about they enjoyed it but Mm. there's no point doing it separate we talk about all the same shit on here anyway are we gonna get him along then but there was the sky killing episode wasn't there where we talked about well I wasn't gonna mention to him that I was in town because I mean anyone who's familiar with that story is one of the most harrowing incidents to have happened to me in my life yeah when he broke into my hotel room in the dead of night this contract killer and started shouting at J- yeah well i mean all you need to know is he broke into my hotel room in the night and he was a contract killer so was it after that that you got the terminator yeah. for home no the terminator came in um <laughs> before the, the, the Terminator came in in about 2009 because my mate Ben, I was sat in a pub with him and he was going, I'm telling you, mate, I'm telling you, I speak to people. I speak to... He was giving me the old I know the word on the street speech that people oh, yeah. sometimes give to me and to you. I don't know. People give it, don't they? Around election time, people are fucking full of it because they go, especially if you're me and you live in London, right, People will go, yeah, but you don't understand. You're in your London bubble. You're in your media yeah. bubble, right? Metropolitan bubble, yeah. Fucking fuck off, right? <laughs> um, that's what people... And then they try to tell you that they have some insights to the, to the fucking streets and to what people yeah. think, right? And he was giving me one of those speeches. And maybe these were the days where I still fell for that fucking crap. And he, he said to me, do yourself a favour... It must have been when my first kid, when my daughter was still quite young, just born, he went, do yourself a favour, you're a family man now, you want to get a baseball bat in, mate, because tensions are fucking rising and it's going to spill out over onto the streets. I've had word. I've had word. Well, right, though, it did. It did in the the 2011 riots. They didn't come near near Leafy Barnes, I must say, but if they had (laughs) done, I had the Terminator on standby just in case. (laughs) Well, you can get out of your metropolitan bubble and get up to Liverpool on Monday night. And uh, the cutters can come along and have a look. Thing is, Andy, I'm a man of the people, right? And my, I'm, I'm my, I, I fucking instinctively know what the people are fucking feeling and wanting and desiring. Mm. And it's not mm. always a good thing either. You There's walk this instinct. Them, don't you? Oh, people fucking think that because it's 
the people, the people that exist outside of the London fucking bubble, right? That in some yeah. ways, th- their agenda is more noble or pure, right? Or, yeah. or, or decent than mine. But it's not. Mm. I fucking know what those people's agendas are. And some of them have got bloody awful opinions. Well, is is what I think about it. I mean, you know, whether you're inside that London bubble or outside. I mean, I don't know where it exists, where it ends, because I come down on the train and I've never mm. seen the train enter or exit any bubble. So I don't know where the the, the bubble parameter is. You know, in I you know, in Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, and there's yeah. an under an underwater bit where um, Liam Neeson, John Taken, when John Taken <laughs> and um, uh, uh, John train spotting go down under the water with yeah. the racist alien, right? Yeah, and they go into the racist alien's underwater world where the boss is the yeah the underwater rig, which is presided over by Brian Blessed, and um, the whole thing's really implausible. uncannily like the video for the Frog Chorus, in fact. But anyway, <laughs> there's a bit where they fly through, where they sort of break through a, uh, a an only s- a semi-transparent membrane. And yeah. that is what the process of re-entering London is. You right. just don't notice it because you're usually on the cans when you're on the train. So That's you just think it's it like your, but, your vision's a bit but, blurred. Yeah, getting back to that, I mean, you know, whether you're inside that London bubble or outside of it, what I generally find is that about 97% of people are, are cunts. Mm. And, you know, they're not to be dealt with at all. Obviously, the three percent that are good are listening to this podcast. I, I, think, I think that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a few cunts, but we've we've done a fucking good job over the last however long we've been going at filtering those fuckers out. We've weeded them out, haven't we? Yeah, we've weeded by them talk, out and probably listening now. Ra- we speak out against racism and misogyny and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, that annoys some people. Get the hump and fuck off, and then they quit, right? <laughs> And that's good. And there might, with any luck, there'll be people unsubscribing right now, listening to this. Yeah, get back to the fucking but, EDL. Andy, you're right, right? There's the 3%, right? We're the people who are sound, right? The mm. people who are fucking just all right, not cunts. And then there are the cunts. But those cunts, they're just fucking witless, charmless, fucking unimaginative, dreary cunts, aren't they? Yeah. And they can keep their fucking shitty opinions and hostility and bitterness, right? This podcast, do you know what this is? This is inclusive. This is for, but it's only inclusive for the decent 3%. Luckily, yeah. you all fucking know who you are. That's why you're listening to this. We'd love to embrace that other 97%, but they're just, they're just, they're just cunts. We'd like so, to convert them, but it's not yeah. possible. They don't get it. No. They don't they're, get it. They just, they just don't want to get inside the TFTM bubble, which no. is what we've got. Good, we don't want you in there. Get inside inside your own fucking bubble or some other fucker's bubble. So, uh, yeah, so Liverpool Monday, Mm. um, Manchester Dance House Theatre on Tuesday. That's Tuesday the 12th. And then Birmingham Glee Club on Wednesday the 13th. Mm. And then we have a few days off and then we're in Brighton on the 17th. Sunday 17th at Comedia. That's sold out. Don't try and come to that. That's sold out. And then Cardiff Glee Club on Monday the 18th, and then Bristol. I'm, I'm thinking Hot Water Comedy Club, something like that. No, Comedy Box. Comedy Box. Is Hot Water the Liverpool one? Yeah. 
Oh, sorry about that. Comedy Box Bristol on the... Uh, that's another one that needs a few people that. to fucking come along and flesh it out. Yeah. Because that's been But pathetic. on the whole, I mean, look, we don't want to make out it's done badly. I mean, on the whole, the big ones like Manchester, Newcastle and... Uh, oh, not London. We're not doing a London this time. But Manchester, Newcastle, pretty much sold out. Last few tickets available. Yeah. Birmingham doing all right. Cardiff doing all right. Yeah, Bristol and Liverpool, probably the two that we could probably punt a few more out. But, well, they're you know, the ones we're not going to again. I'm grateful for the people turning up. We've had a lot weirdly, of people getting... W- weirdly, you say that, but weirdly, I feel some resentment to those people that are turning up. Right, why? Because I feel as though they represent those cities that have let us down. Oh, I see. That's, so that's if weird, you're a scouser it? and we've only sold out whatever, like 60% of the tickets, right? For, for Liverpool, if you're yeah. one of those fucking people who have bought a ticket, we're going to fucking hold you to account for the other fuckers who didn't turn up. Yeah. They're your, they're your friends, yeah. they're your cousins, they're your co-workers, they're mm-hmm. your neighbours. Perhaps they're your neighbours, mm. right? Perhaps one of them is your mother, right? Yeah. Why have you not fucking, brought your mother? Why isn't your fucking mum buying tickets? Because she's, what is she, fucking lazy? Or is she one of the dreary 97%? You tell us. Sorry, I didn't want to tell bring your it. mother into this, Scousers, but I have now. And once you've done it. it, you can't turn around. You started this, right? And I'm going to fucking finish it. And we'll be doing some more of our uh, exhilarating backstage episodes as well while we're away. Yeah. We talk about our, our travels and, and premiering breakfasts, probably. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, so that's all coming good. up. Yeah. So there, there we go. That's that's what's happening. Do you want to do the football predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, first one, as generated by the blob, Wolves versus Aston Villa. West Midlands derby this. Mm. I reckon it's going to be 2-1 to Wolves. I also think it will be 2-1 to Wolves. There we are. Leicester versus Arsenal next. I can't see anything other than a Leicester win here. 2 0. Yeah, 2 0. Okay, we're just matching each other. No, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll go 3 0. Fuck it. I could see this being a real disaster for Arsenal and the Emery out. This um, could be the end for Emery, couldn't it? Quite easily. Can you see him sacking him? I can't see Arsenal sacking him in the middle of a season like this. No? They're still up there in the top five or six at the moment. Um, I can't. I can't see it. I think they might wait till summer, see what happens, and then sack him. But yeah. I don't think they'll say that. You know, having had all those years, they've seen what United have done since Ferguson. They just keep chopping and changing, chopping and changing. I don't. Mm. I don't think Arsenal. Arsenal. They're quite a sort of a conservative club, aren't they? It's they'll, not in they'll their try tradition. With him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of West Ham fans saying Pellegrini out. And we are, are only three points, now? we're three points off the top six. But we're also about three points off the bottom three. That's the way the table is at the moment. Um, but the, the the performances have been pretty abject. And we have spent a lot of money. How much money um, Pellegrini spent in 18 months? Nope. 180 million. Fucking 180 million. Hell. That's 10 million a month by my maths. Not that it works out that way, but nevertheless, there was a time not that long ago where we'd never even bought one single £10 million player, right? Yeah. And um, 
And so I can see why people are frustrated because his team selections are fucking weird. And yeah. when you're doing all right and there's an old man just stood there completely emotionless and not really doing much on the touchline, you think, fine, isn't oh, it? he's such a gent. He's so smooth. Yeah. He's so cool. Right? Enigmatic. But when you're losing and there's someone just standing there doing nothing, you think, for fuck's sake, mate, fucking do something. say something, do something, shout, gesticulate <laughs> a bit, will you? Do fucking look at Jurgen Klopp taking fucking note out of his book, page out of his what's book. Ha- what's happened to your hair? Your hair's gone all floppy. What the fuck's going on? You flathead cunt. This isn't the West Ham way. <laughs> all our managers have got lovely lustrous hair. Even Alan Pardew did. Look at Billy Bonds. He, yes, he kept his hair a bit like a 70s pub rocker long after it was fashionable. But nevertheless, he remained in our hearts. <laughs> you knew where you were with his hairstyle like that. <laughs> you were. Uh, I was Solid. Just going back to Clive Allen's autobiography. By the way, did you see some nutter on fucking Twitter? He goes, oh, I couldn't fucking understand it when Sam said that he'd switch from Elton John's book to... Clive Allen's book. I was thinking, how bored must he be? I mean, what's that cunt done since he since they finished whose line is it anyway? <laughs> and he went, and then it clicked after a while. You idiot. As if I'm reading Clive Anderson's fucking book. Jalapeño. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. So, yeah, Clive Allen was... I was reading it in the night because I woke up in the night, Andy, with anxieties. And, um, well, I always just get straight on the book. When, when I can feel myself yeah. thinking mad thoughts, I think, fuck, fuck this. Get the iPad get out. The- Let's see how fucking Clive Allen's getting along. Get, That'll take me mind the- off things. <laughs> get right. into someone else's fucking world for 20 minutes. However fucking bad things are going for old Delaney, I bet Clive Allen's got it worse. And sure enough... <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how he has to go into pundit. He goes into punditry and he starts working on Sky Sports on the, the first ever Sky Soccer Saturday when they first launched mm. it. And um, he uh, his hair starts falling out, which he claims yeah, is stress related. That, yeah. Yeah. But it's just, he's just describing going bald. But they started. He said, "I mean, different. <laughs> talk about different times, right? <laughs> Fucking." He said he rang up the producer and told him after the summer, listen, there's something you've got to know. I hope this isn't going to be a problem, but I'm losing my hair. Can I wear a hat? And the producer goes, I'll call you back, right? And 
they go, it's all right, we're going to get the makeup ladies to fill in the patches. So the makeup lady, he went in early and the makeup ladies filled in the patches. He went, and it seemed to work out all right, but I'd have to get in there early and everyone else had to do quite a major makeup job on my head, right? He goes, but then he said, um, years later, I found out that it was just this producer who helped me out because originally the Sky Bosses, this has gone right to the top, right? Yeah. Uh, bit of a, a uh, hello, Mr. Murdoch. Mr. Murdoch, yeah, what are you bothering me for? I'm in my rig. I'm in my rig with Wendy Ding. What the fuck do you want? We're about to have it off. I'm about to have it off with Wendy Ding. This better be good. What do you want? (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Murdoch, but um, uh, Mr. Clive Allen, you are aware of who that is? Of course I know who Clive Allen is. Crystal Palace, QPR, six caps for England. He's he's launching our nascent Sky Soccer Saturday show as one of the pundits. Of course I fucking know. Great head of hair on him. I'm afraid Mr. Allen is has started to lose his hair over summer. What the fuck? <laughs> Wendy, love. Wendy, it's going to have to wait. Go and make yourself a sandwich. Daddy's got a fucking emergency on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Rupert, you promise. Shut up, Wendy. <laughs> right. This is serious. Clive Allen's losing his hair, and the season starts a week Tuesday. Clive Allen gonna... loses his hair. Yes. <laughs> Neither of us are going to be able to concentrate on having it off till we've sorted this out. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm glad you called. Now, have you got a pen? Yes, mister. <laughs> Write this down. Are you ready? Get Clive Allen to wear a wig. <laughs> right. But that did, is actually... <laughs> did you read that back to me to make sure you got it right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a phone number. It's of my personal wig maker in London <laughs> on Savile Row. I know what you're thinking. I don't wear a wig. I don't wear them, but I do have them. Just in case, for emergencies. Also, I don't wear them in public, but I wear them around the house sometimes. <laughs> in case I catch a glimpse of my own reflection and it upsets me. Right? I'm wearing one right now. I look like Walter Becker out of Steely Dan. in 1973. Nice and long and straight. This guy, he's pretty uncompromising. Right, my wig maker in uh, in Savile Row, he gets orphan hair shipped in over from the third world. It's a mixture of uh, African kids and uh, Filipino children, orphans, you know. And so it's very soft hair, like angel's hair. Beautiful. It's beautiful to the touch. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, if you use enough of it, it's got a real lustrousness to it as well. So get get that onto the head of Clive Allen. If not, this whole season's going to be fucked. <laughs> they told him, they said, you've got to wear a wig. Well, they said we want him to wear a wig. And this right. producer, who's his mate, kind of got him out. But it's fucking different times. I mean, I, <clears throat> he said that he kept getting, you know, like um, unkind remarks and it stressed him mm. out really badly because he was already in a bad place from having to retire from football. Obviously, that has a big impact on footballers and their mental health at the best of times and then he's losing his hair as well disaster who's the um who's the unkind remarks coming from and all the other pros that are on the yeah on the probably panel, what? oh yeah getting, getting bullied by phil thompson in the end what he did was he got a uh very dignified 
um, Blade One all over. And right. on the first day back, as Jeff Stelling was introducing all of them, he had made comment that Gianluca Vialli had just joined Chelsea, right? So that's right, how far right. we're going back. Yeah. And he goes, and on our panel today, we have whoever it fucking was. George Best was one of them. He reminded me. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he goes, oh, George, he, he said, the best thing about the whole job was that we got to have lunch every week with George Best in the Fucking Sky Canteen yeah. before going on air and he would just regale us with the best anecdotes you'd ever heard, right? Yeah. And he goes, um, and he went along into his panel and then he got to Clive and he goes, and on the end there, we've got our very own Gianluca Vialli, Clive Allen, right? <laughs> and that was just Jeff's little joke because Gianluca Vialli was bald. Yeah. And so was Clive Allen. Clive Allen was Clive, a little bit did Clive take a badly? He's a bit upset by it. Oh, I mean, this is pre-Twitter. I when I was going bald, that was in the era where I would be doing the Sky Papers once a week, right? Right. Yeah. And slowly during that era, when I the first few years I was doing it was when I was in the descent from full head of hair to then yeah. trimming it shorter and shorter and shorter, yeah. but still hoping that you could sort of make out that you had hair. Yeah. And it's difficult. Did you get a lot of haters? I used it to an increasing extent, to an increasing mm. extent, I got more and more with each passing month, I got more comments, right? And then it Why accelerated. Why are you still employing that bald idiot, stuff like that? No, well, they didn't say we want him off our screens, but I increasingly got people saying, fucking hell, you know, give it up, mate. You're fucking like, why don't you just accept it and fucking have it yeah. all off, right? You bald yeah. cunt or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like, you, you say, say you've done the show, you might get, like, sometimes you get, like, 100 tweets, right? Because you'd be doing it all morning. And because of my left-of-centre opinions, I'd antagonise a lot of people. So you get a lot of tweets, right? People and outside only, like, of the... the from the 97%, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then you get, like, say, 5% of the comments would be about my hair. But one day, I remember being in the back of a cab going somewhere. I'd, I'd been up... That morning, done Sky, then I'd gone into town to do the old day job and I was going along in a black taxi somewhere in the centre of London and I looked at my phone to check the tweets, right? And um, someone had written something particularly mean, like, it's fucking pathetic, we can all see what's going on, you're fucking yeah. combing it over, but it's blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then, I can't remember the exact wording, but I remember it being so... This sounds like something out of a film, but it actually happened... I remember finding it so upsetting that I leant forward to mm. the cabbie and I said, take me to, and I named, Savile you know, the bar. But yeah, take me <laughs> take me to the wig mate, Rupert Murdoch's wig maker of Savile Row. I'm going to get some Filipino orphan air stuck up on this. No, I said, take me, uh, I instructed him to take me to a barber that I knew, but I'd never been to because it was like, mm an old-fashioned, one of these old-fashioned sort of barbers in the centre of town that still did the old wet shave and all that. that it's been there for fucking since Victorian times or some shit. So I thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to do, do it, it right. in style. By a, by a pro. Fucking yeah. go in there. It was only like 10 quid. It was not an, it's not a fancy hipstery place. It was more an old-fashioned no. place. I go in, it was this well, woman. T t 10 quid was probably the reduced rate because there was so little to come off. So little. I went yeah. in and I went, have it off. And she went, and it was a woman doing it. And she went, are you sure? And I went, do it. 
and she went, I don't like if you've never had it. She was foreign. She went, she was an older woman, but quite yeah. glamorous. And she went, I don't know if if you've never had it done before. I don't like to be the first person to do it. I'll cut it short as short as I can go, and then keep stopping in stages. So she cuts yeah. as short as it can go with the scissors. I went, keep fucking going. All so then she, she she gets the clippers out, does it to like level three. Keep fucking going, right? I want you to make me look like a massive baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she fucking finally did it, and I looked back at myself, and I was like, obviously you feel weirded out because you've never seen your face. I mean, I, I used yeah. to have long hair, right? And wow. um, not like long down to the shoulders, but, you know, fucking the long, shaggy, unkempt hair, right? And uh, she goes... She goes, um, she was really nice. I went, oh, I don't know, what do you think? She goes, it don't matter. She went, your hair gone, but look, you have lovely face. And she yeah. grabbed you're my off. cheeks from yeah. behind. <laughs> I do have a lovely face. Like, my mum said the same smile. thing. She, <laughs> she grabbed my cheeks and squeezed them like those of a baby. Yeah. And she, then, yeah. she, then she pinched them too. And she went, don't worry, you have lovely face. You're, now fuck off. You have a winning personality. Uh, ten, 10 pounds now, please. Uh, you're kind, man. I see you have kind eyes. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I, I don't know why I'm telling that. Partly um, to kill time, but also... It was from I Pellegrini. Know, I know from there'll Pellegrini. be fellas out there. I know there'll be fellas out there who are, you know, maybe younger fellas who are struggling with the same thing that I once was. And, it's, and at the time, it feels like a massive deal. It really does. It was mm. like a massive deal. But then once it's done, it's fucking done. Doesn't you never matter. think about it Doesn't again. Fucking matter. And as What's you it? know, you're a man who has your head shaved out of choice, not necessity. Yeah. And it is so much, logistically speaking, you never look back. It's, it's I get easy so much life. More done. Fucking I easy get life. So isn't much it? more done. Yeah. I got gonna... my fucking clippers. I shaved my own head at home, so I save a fortune on haircuts. Yep. See him here. Yep. I'm going to do it after we've done this episode. Yeah, pre-tour. I I missed a bit. Yeah, I usually do it once every second day. Yesterday, I missed quite a long strand along one <laughs> side of my head, so it's like an asymmetric mohawk. It's a um, stripe. Debating whether or not to leave it and see if it catches on as a local fashion style. Yeah, I think you or should trim it up. T- mm. Take it around the country on tour as well. Well, if I see Lineker in my media hub today, I might get a comment from him. Yeah. Hey, excuse me, mate. We've never met, but uh, I like what you're doing with your hair. Who's your hairdresser? Going to stop you there, Gary. You say we've never met, but actually... <laughs> actually, we have. That's a bit hurt. We'll, then, we'll get back then, to then that. You, you'll put your hand over the asymmetric stripe and you go, remember me? You'll go, Sam! <laughs> Didn't recognise you with a new haircut. <laughs> remember me now? Yeah, well, you've seen in, in the photo of me with... Gary Lineker, Alan Hansen, and Trevor Brookin. Yeah. I've got quite long hair in that. A lot of people commented when I shared it recently yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, you've seen that. Maybe you need to start wearing an orphan's wig, and then when you're <laughs> going to be around Lineker, and he might recognise you finally. Something Mate, to think about. I don't know what this is, but I've just thought of a new item that would either mm. work on this podcast or, or you know, if they ever let us back on doing a show together on Talksport, and it should <laughs> be called. It should be called um, Orphan's Wig or Widow's Rig. <laughs> I don't know what the game is, but it's good, isn't yeah. it? It's 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 not one for talk sport. I'll tell you that for nothing. They're, they're, um, they're both they're both good um, pub names, aren't they? 
I'm yeah, going down the orphan's, the orphan's wig. wig tonight for a couple of jars <laughs> with Andy. Are you coming? Nah, don't go there no more. Why not? Nah, I don't like the beer in there. I go to the the one round the corner, the widow's rig. Yeah, the widow's rig. I thought you used to drink in the Merry Widow. <laughs> Designer friends, nah, if you want to mock up those pub fronts or pub signs, they are the orphan's wig. The Widow's Rig and the Merry yeah. Widow. And the yeah. brewery is Top Flight Time Machine. <laughs> do it. Do it now. <laughs> hey, we've got more predictions to finish off. Oh, uh, yeah. Manchester United versus Brighton. Oh. 1-0 uh, United. 1-0 United. I reckon 2-0 United. And, of course, results bot for all of these says 1-0 uh, FA Cup round one Sunderland versus Gillingham I can go first on this one I reckon 1-0 Sunderland 2-1 Sunderland 2-1 Sunderland ok uh, on to West Ham who are away at Burnley this Saturday tough one that 1-0 optimistic um, I think 2-1 Burnley mm, fair enough sorry finally Charlton nah, versus mean- Millwall Oh, South London Derby. I'm going to go Charlton 2, Millwall 1. 2 nil, I reckon, Charlton. Mm. There we are. The predictions are now locked in. And all uh, we can do now is wait and see, Andy. That's all we can all do. The weekend starts here, really, doesn't it? And, um, Enjoy we'll be yourselves. On the we'll be on the roads. Come and see us. Yeah. Come um, along to Newcastle. If you haven't got tickets, there probably is a couple left for Newcastle. Come and see us. One fella has already offered to go and see the Irishman with us on Sunday. Do you know what? I am fucking livid about this. It's not on anywhere. The cinemas have, have chucked their toys out of the pram because it's going to be on Netflix in three weeks. So none right. of the major cinema chains are showing it. It's going to be on uh, round here in the northeast. It's going to be on for two days next week. I've That's got it. it in my local independent cinema. Yeah, these are independent ones as well. I I haven't got like time to go and see it before we go away. Fucking cunts. So um mm. might have to cancel the tour. We'll just do it instead of Bristol. If you want to come and you're frustrated that you haven't been able to get tickets to go and see the Irishman because they're not showing in your local Cineplex, Andy and I will be extending the show um, by acting out some of our favourite scenes from <laughs> the Irishman which we haven't seen, but we'll be making them up and doing our famous impressions of Joe Pesci, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. And Roy Keane. Yeah. <laughs> you right. muttering, stuttering prick, yeah. That's my favourite Joe <laughs> Pesci line. Right, that's it from this one. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, from somewhere in the UK after the weekend. Um, just rest. Just rest. Just rest.